All right, back with the Crash Culture Podcast show. Um, I'm curious to get your takes, Sarad, on uh, skin bleaching in the black community because I know you come from one of the the countries. Is is Jamaica a country or yeah. Jamaica is a country? Yeah, you come from one of the countries where skin bleaching is a big, big thing. Epidemic. It's a very big epidemic. Epidemic. I was just going to say a big, big thing, but you want to call it an epidemic? It's an epidemic. Gonna... All right. Well, like, where did it all start? Who started the skin bleaching in Jamaica? Because, you know, that became popular over there before it became popular in the States. Honestly, I couldn't tell you who started it because a lot of the time you hear rappers, oh, not rappers, but artists talking about them bleaching on skin. And when the artists them that put that in their music, then you see the people say, oh, they like the bright skin and all this other stuff. And they want to change their skin. They want to get lighter. Mm-hmm. And they start using all kinds of different creams and bleaches and stuff to lighten up their skin when they're naturally dark mm-hmm. and at the end of the day when they stop using it their pigments go right back to being dark so basically i can't tell you who started it but i can tell you like the who's more, the prominent artist that does it who's the prominent artist they follow a lot of things the vibes cartel he he big on that if you look at him from before and after you say the word boss yeah Bleed, the world boss is the Bleed is someone. the a bleach a man. As Movado put it, bleach a man. Bleach a man. <laughs> hey, but did, remember when they had that, that rap battle? Didn't he that have bleach, a rap battle yeah. with him? Like, what was that called again when they had them rap battles and shit? Man, it's more... Like, when they, they go to different... Um, no, I'm talking about the one that we watched. We watched them. That was Sting. Sting? Yeah. What's Sting? That's like... Um, how you would say a concert kind of in a way it's a concert but mm. instead of like people singing to the art the uh peak community like the people mm-hmm. they sing like make diss tracks and they would face off who won who won sting man out of movado and vibes who won sting man. Who won Sting in that that year? I don't want to say. When they bought the coffin out on stage, you remember when they bought the coffin? I don't want to. I don't want to because I'm a Movado fan. Oh, so you gully? But I I love. I also like the Gaza. So. Oh okay. You see what I'm saying? So man, I'm a just. Man, I hate this man. Y'all gotta make. I'm I'm I'm, I'm neutral to it, but I feel like Movado made it more tracks. I, well, not more so tracks. So you gully. Yeah, I'm going with the gully side. Yeah, I feel like gully. I feel like gully. Bro, that was when I was first around y'all, and that's when I first got introduced to, like, Jamaican artists like that real big. And when y'all played that shit and I seen that shit, I was like, damn, them niggas really, I don't know what the fuck they saying, (laughs) but them motherfuckers was going at it. And you see the people in the crowd, they into it. They want to hear what's next, who coming back. Mm-hmm. Harder shots, you know what I'm saying? But and it had like a whole crowd, like a concert. It's, yeah, it was a big. concert. Sting is a concert. Yeah, it's basically that, but it's more for disc records and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and you know Jamaica is one of the, the 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 countries with like the biggest parties that go on. But that and they have a party like what is it every weekend or yeah. every day? Every weekend. It's an every day. It's basically, Jamaica is like college. Every day is a party. You just got to know where to find it. But weekends, you know exactly where to go. Because they got multiple ones. Exactly. And they big. 
big parties. What you think about them motherfucking them them Jamaican dancers that be diving off of <laughs> roofs onto people's shit and be humping the girls that in shit, trees and shit? That's some wild ass shit. That's wild even to you, right? <laughs> God that's damn. That's wild shit, but hey. What about the aftermath of that? Man, do these people really be getting injured and hurt? Girls really like that in Jamaica. I don't know what it is about that shit, but they be into that shit. But do they get injured? Not really, no. They be hurt, but they don't be injured. There's a difference. So they don't really get like bruises and maimed. Anybody ever like like broke their dick? I don't know. I, don't I would know. think that these niggas I don't gonna, know too much about they gonna break their crotch or some shit like that doing that, bro, because they be jumping from some heights. Yeah. They be, they be getting on, they man. They be climbing up on top of giant speakers, that the, the street speakers. Like, yeah. And they jump off that shit. They be jumping off rooftops. Man, them motherfuckers. Bruh, this shit crazy, bruh. That shit is crazy. I, I love Jamaican women, but at the same time, don't ever. If you have, you we at a party, don't you ever expect me to do no shit like that. <laughs> I'm going to sit my ass down and drink. You could dance your ass right in front of me. I, a couple of my exes had then done that. They, they had yeah, to dance man. in front of me. Back to the bleaching. Yeah, it's, I, I, I presume it to be an epidemic because all that to me, is, it seems it promotes self-hate. Yeah. That's all that. Yeah, it definitely does. But you know what I'm going to say about this too? It has now branched from there and branched into different black communities worldwide. Jamaica made it popular. I can say that. I can say that without without fail. Jamaica made it popular. But a lot of black communities have now adapted that because it came over to the States. I know and it was real big in the States and it still is today. So it's it's funny how one one island can have a big impact on the world like that in certain respects. And and to be fair, I really feel like it's the tourists that go to Jamaica and learn about this shit mm -hmm. and bring the idea back to the States. Yeah. Because if it was simply just in Jamaica alone, a lot of people would never hear about it. Or family members will be here in the country and go home to visit Jamaica and be like, oh, come you gone from this shade to this shade and you find out they bleaching and what kind of chemicals they putting on their body and what they using before they take a shower and after they take a shower to lighten up their skin and come back and do the same thing spread it all around like wildfire you, you know? know you know what else too is crazy about um uh, speaking about self-hate one thing that's always been crazy to me is um the self-hate within the different communities about how Jamaicans don't like Haitians and how Haitians don't like Americans. I think that's a big thing, too, in the black community. To be honest, uh -huh. when you hear, you heard that um, song, um, I'm a Zoe. Yeah. That song, from what I learned from some of the people that I know, and it's not really that um, they don't like each other. They all come from third world countries to mm. better their self here in America. Yeah. And the meaning from what I learned behind that is they come here to hustle. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're, they're basically. But both cultures do. Both, yeah, both Jamaican. They have that one title 
Zoes, but it's more related to Haitians because it comes from them. But they put that like in the song from what I heard and what I learned from people that talk to me about what the word means. It comes as people like immigrants basically coming from third world country, more likely the Caribbean mm-hmm. countries coming to America to better themselves. Yeah, but then you could say that about almost a lot of songs that come from Caribbean artists, you know what I'm saying, that's promoting them to get better. How many dance house songs they got about promotion of them getting becoming better and hustling and making their life more more times than not. Come if on. you hear those type of songs, they're talking about going back to Africa. Yeah. They yeah. even got I'm I'm blessed. Remember that I am blessed. Yeah. I wake up. You know, they got a lot of Caribbean songs that promote positivity and those respects for their different communities. But what I'm talking about is the cultural divide and why um, certain black cultures like it's, that it's the with strong gener- heritage. It's hate. the younger generation. Yeah. I learned that because my mom have a lot of Haitian friends. Yeah. And I have Haitian friends as well. Mm. And I know my mom said... Oh, wait, wait, now. Nah. You got to tell the truth now nah, because I know y'all didn't you have your grapes. Yeah. You got you didn't even we, told we, me we some things now. We I we I we done encountered with them people across the street, yeah, when we got in the shootouts and shit, but you know, that's the, how that shit go. But we do have Haitian friends like Jay, Yeah. Like Zay all them boys. Yeah, of course. So, therefore and I know some other Haitians, but at the same time, like I'm not trying to like as I get older I get wiser and I'm not uh-huh. trying to ge- I'm not trying to generalize them with them cuz I yeah. know there's different people But then, when we was younger it was a it younger was, thing yeah, bro cuz I remember I remember the first time I heard uh, uh, I heard the word Haitian I thought it was a joke I thought it was funny like somebody was saying that like uh, picking on somebody when, when we was in elementary when we was in was mi- how, that's was when I was in middle school I thought I was somebody was picking on somebody I heard a whole bunch of them. I thought somebody was picking on somebody. It's just like yeah. a um a person from Timbuktu or the Boondocks or Swahili or something like that. Like I heard that and I I thought it was funny, but when I learned it was actually like a a, a, a community yeah. and a culture and an island of people, I was like, oh okay, so that's what that means. And what and I it, learned from what people black people call black other people black other black people Haitians to degrade them. Yes, just like. Americans and Latinos from different cultures will call, if they don't like them, they'll call them Mexicans because for some reason... From uh, Hispanic-speaking countries. Hispanic-speaking countries, they frown upon Mexicans. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's basically like they're calling them the lesser. Yeah. And then in response to that, in response to that, other third world countries call black Americans Yanks. Yeah. Okay. So it's, we're not going to just absolve everybody of blame here, all right? Now, I didn't been called Yank a million times. A I won't even say shit. I, I'll be like, what's up, my brother? Yank. I'll be like, you, they be like, you Yanks always used to pick on me. And, and Haitians and Jamaicans would say that to me, too. And I'd be like, Yankee. I used to pick on you? Boy. I don't remember me picking on you. Yankee. You know what I'm saying? So we, we, I, it, it's, a, it's a big old thing like that in self-hate yeah. in the community. And it does start with the younger generation because I yeah. see that the older generation doesn't do that. As they get older, they they have more responsibilities and more things to focus on than hating on other people. But do you feel like this, too? I feel like this, too, that 
people that come from the islands on the Caribbean, when they come to the States, they know they got to work to get their green card. They got to work to get their papers. They have to put in so much hard work. And then they see the black Americans and they think that we have it easy over here. Privileged. They feel like we're privileged. Yeah. And so they feel like they, they, they have a certain arrogance level to them because they think we right. have this certain arrogance level to us. But what the thing, what they don't understand, and I try to explain this to my mom too, and she, as, she, as she gets older, she starts to see. Mm. When she, where she came from, yes, we understand third world countries are rough. But in America, it's not easy. No, it's not. It's nowhere near. And it. that's what I try to explain to a lot of Caribbean people that they got to understand that more so, and, it's not easy for black people. and black. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. In and black when you, America, and when you it's come from a different country and you're black, it's just as harder. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So, what my mom and I, when we when we try to reason, sometimes reason is something we do, but what we call mm. talk, mm. build, to, yeah. build. You feel me? Like, talk, get hash things out. Yeah. But, like, when we reason and we talking, like, we come to understanding, like, everybody that we, like, my cousins, they just come to America. And, for instance, Tajay. Yeah. We come, he come here from Jamaica. Yeah. And we tell him certain things he's not supposed to do from things he's, she should do. Mm -hmm. And... We've been telling him for a while now, stop hanging out with us a group, a group of people. They're mm -hmm. not your friends. Mm -hmm. And long story, long story short, he end up in a um, what a shootout at a garage, a, a car garage, mm -hmm. with him and his two friends, and two of them got hit, and now he's locked up. Yeah. Being that he's not completely a citizen, he was brought here on papers because his mom is here and been here. You know what I'm saying? She's always been here. So, basically, she filed for him and they brought him over. And do you feel like that, that gives a black mark almost to immigrants coming from those I, type I of mean, countries? I mean, Does that give them a black eye like in a way? Like is from, it make it? It's gonna make it harder for the next it's one. It's always making a, the more. That's what and and from what I see, it started from Obama and a lot of things. But when yeah, I, it did. When it I, did. When it I, did. When I when I, I look agree. at it, when I look at it, they see it that way. Like if these immigrants keep coming and committing all these crimes, they're gonna basically spoil the apple. You one one bad apple spoils the bunch. Basically, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So basically, that's how they looking at it. Mm -hmm. And they feel like every immigrant is going to come here and do the same shit. Yeah. And the funny thing about this whole thing is I'll be trying to tell people this, too. Niggas, black people, not niggas, but black people, black Americans, they had this struggle for many generations over here. All right. And it's not like when the white people look at us, they say, oh, like when they find out that we black American, they be like, oh, well, you niggas ain't getting no money for slavery. You can stay here, but stop complaining. You know what I'm saying? And then they try to group all of us in together. We all won. That's what I'm saying. But at the same time, the Jamaican community has their own community. They have their own cultural ties and stuff like that where they can look up, link with their brothers and help each other out. The Haitian community have their own cultural ties where they but can link with their brothers and help each other out. What you understand is, as African-Americans, mm. y'all have that too. No, we don't. You do. No, we don't. Y'all just don't go back to it. No. Reason being, look at how, look at how, 
when as you as you're talking about slavery, look at how they all used to bond together mm. just to survive the harsh times. Mm. They get all, all the time they used to come together just to make it. I'm talking about modern now, modern I understand times. That, but that's what I'm saying. Y'all have the y'all's always had those traits. People just forgot about them because they're more yeah. focused on what they need, they, what they believe they earned or they've more focused on the material exactly. stuff that's what i'm saying now modern and more modern times back in those times yeah back in the 70s and the 60s yeah but now in more modern times black americans have gotten away from that as to where when haitians and jamaicans they have kept to it of course. they have stuck to it that's what i'm saying it is it's a disconnect in that part in that department where that connectivity that stick togetherness and that okay, we gonna all band together. We are gonna continue to and rise it's up. Not like that until it's and, not, and that phases out until you hear about police brutality. Yeah, once police brutality come up, everybody once Trayvon, back everybody back together, back together for about a week. Yeah, about a week. Black Americans come together for about but, a week. But that's the thing, and from what I see, why I don't really. This is why I try to part myself away from politics because everything is wishy-washy. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't be on one side and not have opinions about the next side. Yeah. And you can be, you can experience one thing from being your race mm -hmm. and experience something else that somebody else didn't. That's why when they tell me, fuck the, like, like, fuck the police and all that other shit. Mm -hmm. Like, my sister is a police officer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and she's I can't a good do cop. that shit. Yeah, you're right. She's she a, a good, good cop. cop. She don't bother people. She does her job, and she try to have fun doing it. And live her life. Right. She'll laugh with you. Just don't. And it's the same thing. Like, she's like me. Just don't push certain buttons. Yeah. We'll talk to you. We'll try to get you out of a certain situation. Easy. You feel me? Try mm -hmm. not to... Uh, but she's one of the few good officers. That's but th that's the thing. But everybody see once they see the badge and the uniform, uh, she's automatically the bad guy because of what because, because of, what, of what they've done to the black community. When they that, see dreads and they see tattoos exactly. and they see beards. But they say the same but thing. But that's not everybody. That's that's the thing. That's yeah, not I know every that's police not. Officer. That's not every police officer. But I'm that's saying? not every black person either. I have those traits. For me personally, when I was growing up, I've had my encounters. With police officers, mm, I'm pretty sure we all that. I haven't. I've. I used to get her jump out. Used to come through. Listen, they know where I live at. Yeah. Soon as soon as I, the phone pick up nine one one, they right at the front yard because they know my house. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They come here too frequent. That and that and we had and we used to have a lot of parties. That too. Yeah. And, but when we walking down the street. Yeah. We're walking down the street. They but see remember, us, they'll pull up on us. We coming off the school bus, they'll pull up on but us. But remember this too. At that time when they was doing that all the time, that's because they knew that it was a, a, a good population of youth in the community. They knew that at that time. Yeah. And they they had just built that uh police station down the street. So that's why they was coming over here fucking with us all the time. I remember when and they lined us all up and yeah. took pictures of us and they everything. They did that the, shit behind the church. Yeah, behind the church. Yeah. They did all of that stuff. At the same time, they still always come around. They see us walking. They'll try to stop by, give us good advice, try to mm, you make sure we're too. doing right. You see what I'm saying? That too. So... At the same time, you experience the bad, but they're there for the you. You got in the long picture, you got to understand they're there for a good reason. But that's only speaking on our encounters yeah. with a, a certain and other I, communities. Like I said, I encountered like when I was in California mm -hmm. two years ago. I literally pulled over, like I was driving because I was 
fucked up in my head. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't on drugs, no nothing. Just, I was a lot, was a lot on your mind. I was so mad to the point, like, I just, I needed to take a drive. And I mm-hmm. went to a drive. I went up the mountain, the uh, hill, pulled up on a dead-end road. Mm-hmm. I pulled over on the side. It was a dirt, it was a dead-end road. I pulled over on the side in the grass, killed mm-hmm. the engine, and I just sat in the truck thinking. And then the police came up. Police pulled up behind me, knocked on the door, but I was so gone in thought. They thought I was on drugs. Yeah. Next thing you know, I hear them banging on the, the window with a uh, with the flashlight with his taser drawn. And then it was last. It was the nighttime when you did. It was it? during early morning. Oh, early morning. Early so it was still kind of dark. No. It was bright. It outside? was like nine ish, ten ish o'clock. Okay. So like they come, they knocked, they uh knocked on the window. Then I started. He's like, "Do you have any drugs or weapons?" And I said, "No, sir. You can check the truck. Mm-hmm. You can search me." I have nothing on me. He is like, step away from the vehicle. Next thing you know, five to seven more police cars pulled up. Then they try to, you see, they uh, grabbed me. I said, listen here, I told them you can check me. I don't have nothing on me. I have no drugs. I had my sweatpants on mm-hmm. and my sweatshirt. And at that time... Like, when I spread my legs for them to check me, my pants fell. So, I was literally in my underwear out there. That's some crazy shit. You see what I'm saying? And they still had to tase me three times. And while tasing me, slammed me to the ground. It took five of them to do that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? For what? For sitting on the side of the road. For in the car, sitting on the side of the road. And you know what was funny, too? One time, me and Aunt, I was locked outside of my mom's house. And me and my white friend, Aunt, was over there. He was trying to pick the lock to get in the house because I told him I was locked out. And I had I walked around the house to start, and I had on, and everybody in the neighborhood knew I lived there. They knew what I looked like. I've been We was living there for like 15 years before that. And they walked around the house and stuff. I walked around the house and stuff like that. He tried, He in front of the house trying to pick the lock with the key card. They pull up. They just drove into the yard out of nowhere, slammed on brakes, three, four cars deep. Hopped out of the cars and laid my ass on the ground. Get on the ground, get on the ground. Screaming at me to get on the ground. Screaming at him to get on the ground. So me and him both lay on the ground. And you can ask Ant this, bro. True story, bro. I'm laying on the ground. They digging through me in his pockets and shit like that. I keep telling them I live here. I live here. I live here. They say, they not listening to shit I got to say. So they finally asked for ID. I then gave him my, my wallet. He took my ID out of it. And then he looked at my ID. Seen the address on it was the same address that I was sitting at. Still kept me on the ground, picked Ann up and started asking him questions. And then after they had confirmed with the chief, the chief came and he seen my ID and he seen that I lived there. They felt like they could have probably got sued. That's when they was like, okay, here you go. Well, somebody called on you. Have a nice day and left. So it is, it, they they do that, bro. They they fuck up like that's that. That's what I'm saying. Like, There's I a think, lot of human error with police. I, I, yeah, that's why I did that. But that's my But point. that's due to their biases right. sometimes. That's due to a lot but of that's their bias. That's my point. Like, I have encountered both sides. Yeah. But I still won't label all police the same. No, no, no. You can't because everybody's not the exactly. same at the end of the day. But so. that's what that's. All right. I'm back with the Crash Culture Podcast show. I wanna, I'm curious to learn some of your uh, ideas on this, too, because I know you have strong, strong, strong opinions about this. And I didn't tell you about this topic before we recorded it, so I wanted to get your live thoughts. What are some of the benefits and drawbacks to being multiracial in America? Like, say, for instance, our friend Devo, 
and whatnot. And um, his brother Fuzzy and a couple of other multiracial people that we've encountered, like uh, Rebecca and uh, Levi and shit like that. What are the benefits and drawbacks? You think what was some of the benefits start with for them being multiracial in America? Well, being that they seem white. Because they look white, right? They look white. Yeah. They can get away with a lot of different. But Levi, get, they, Levi was given a certain amount of chances. Just, yeah, because he looks, he looks a little bit like he could pass for a light-skinned yeah. black guy. So that's why he was given a lot of chance. But at the end of the day, they was like, all right, come on, nigga. This is over with. It is over with. And JJ looked like a white guy, looked like a fat white guy. So he got away with a lot. But um, and then Rebecca's he re he really all, never did nothing. Rebecca looked like a pure white bitch. That's a white girl. All day. Yeah, all day long. All day long. All day long. So <laughs> she could always pass for that. Yeah. And but our friend Devo, one moment he was into the hood with us and stuff like that, and you thought he was gonna go along the lines of being like a nigga, and then out of nowhere he flipped his head and turned Pepe Le Pew, Brad Pitt on the nigga, <laughs> and <laughs> now he making that big money. You feel me? Well, money changes. Yeah, well, money don't change you. It just bring out who you really are. Man. Yeah, That's but no, no, no. He was never really like supposed never, to be that. He was a good kid. Dio so. was always a good kid. He never got in trouble. Yeah, not that we knew of. Yeah, and when he hung around us, he was always straight. He smoked. Yeah, yeah. He still does that. Mm. He still hang around the fellas because he's he's from time to you time. You see what I'm saying? But now he making so much money, he able to take flight wherever he want to go, whenever he want to go. So. Mm. I mean, it's not really like he changed. It's just he wanna he got more. He used his superpower. That's it. His superpower is that whiteness. He just walk in there and he looked at them, and they was like, "Oh yeah, he you looks like Brad Pitt." Oh Ain't come it? on, come this way. And the crazy part of it, I found that I believe he's German. He's German. Yeah. He his German. mom's German, yeah. but his dad's black. His dad's a nigga. Yeah. Trust me. But um, the drawbacks. Some of the drawbacks. It's only gonna be. Socially, you're going to have some of them drawbacks. If he tells, like, when we find out that, when I found out that he was multiracial or biracial, uh, the drawback to that is kind of like you can you can have a weird treatment from the black community. You get a you, weird treatement from both sides. Exactly. But both it, sides, keep, keep they don't want no, well, for, like, back in racism. When you tell them, when yeah. you tell them. See, if you never tell a white person, they'll never know. And they'll treat you like you're a white guy. But if you tell them that you're, you're, you're half black, half white, then all of a sudden you get that treatment from of them. Of course. As if, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you disgust me. You know what I'm saying? Mystery. They don't want to know me. And this is, that's the thing with the KK. They said they want only pure white-blooded. Mm -hmm. But even then, if you go down the, the bloodline and the yep. generations, they're not even they're pure white-blooded. They're not pure, but... You know, and a lot of them, a lot of them, scared to find that out, which is why they have that ideology to just fake blonde hair, blue eyes, like yeah. neo Nazis. Yeah, yeah, and even then, but like I say, bro, them genetics come from somewhere else, probably like in Asia, some somewhere else on, on the other side of the world. That probably is more associated with black. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it's it's weird. It's weird. But in the modern culture. What happens is society puts labels and when society puts labels and then they define those labels to be something negative, then all of a sudden that's when you get that hate that and you don't understand where it's coming from. Right. You know what I'm saying? And in that case, I feel like that those are the drawbacks that attack 
uh, biracial people or multiracial people. Which is why you should always have your own mind, your own conscience, and know what's right from wrong. Exactly. Stop following the crowd. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of things people follow today, that's a big influencer Mm -hmm. in today's population and today's people and kids is fucking social media. Yeah, social media is a real fucking problem, bro. Social media, that's another thing I want to talk about. Biggest influencer in today's population. I feel like everybody is socially acceptable levels of insanity. Do you, would you not concur with that uh, statement? Everybody is socially acceptable levels of insanity. Would you agree or not? I would. Okay. I would. And the reason why I say everybody's socially acceptable levels of insanity is you have to be some kind of insane to have a phone in your hand <laughs> the majority of the day. Oh, a, a computer. A phone is not just a phone anymore. Right. It's a computer. Okay. You got to be some level of insane to have this computer in your hand every day. And this computer was given to you by a company. Every company that is in whatever country that it's in, it has some, the government has some stake in that country or some interest in that company. Okay. So the government is going to do some, do some type of regulation where they have some type of control over them in some way. All right. That's just giving you the backstory why I think about these phones. Now, for you to think that you have any control of them, you know how some people, oh, turn my location off. I don't know what the right. government knowing exactly. What, and then they call 911 and then they hang up the phone and they wonder how 911 got there. Mm-hmm. I had my location turned off. You see what I'm saying? You have this highly sophisticated piece of technology, and you mean to tell me the main use that you use it for every day is for pictures. Pictures. That's what you use it for every day. It'd be so much knowledge out there in the universe. You can use this tool to learn about all of that. I mean, they have a, a information superhighway. They have a, a search engine that literally searches you anything that's on the world wide web across the world any time of day and the dark web and the dark web okay and you use this motherfucking device (laughs) for pictures pictures. you know what i'm saying imagine if a caveman or not even a caveman imagine albert einstein with a phone what would the things he would be able to accomplish with a phone a genius level intelligence with a with a piece, a highly sophisticated piece of technology, we wouldn't know because guess what? They're they're the ones that keeps inventing this tech. They're the ones who keeps putting out the new ideas and innovating, okay, and giving it to the masses. And the masses, for the most part, don't do anything with it except for use it to connect with each other on uh, these social levels, not to build anything better, not to make a better society. And this is why I'm saying they're insane because they're not doing it to make a better society, but they're doing it to tear each other down. That's it. And that's why I mean, like, when you you got to be the latest, the you, latest technology, latest shoes. It goes, you, you it know, goes beyond the phone with that. It goes as long as you got money, you can afford the best things in life. Yeah. And with it phones, goes yeah. it goes down to people's morals at the yeah. end of the day, though. That's all that is. And because your morals. Your morals 
think about it. Your clothes don't make you as a man, but everybody feels like your clothes and the things that you have to show people right. is what make you a higher human being. And who's promoting it's that classism. Stuff? And who's promoting that stuff? The companies. Social media. Everything they find, these rappers and uh-huh. these rich people have, and they flashy new cars, new shoes. Mm-hmm. They post it on the, oh, I want that. I'm going to get that. I'm going to find the guy that got money to get me that or a girl. So I was wrong. It ain't the companies, just just them alone. What I was saying was the companies in terms of promotion and right. advertising, they promote it. But on a social level. You're right, the rappers and the athletes and, and all of the guys. They have that bling and they're putting it on social media. People that follow them and they see eat what it they up. have, they taking it in and, oh, I want all of that. And they want all of that and they become, they, they're, they're the influencers to these people. And then not only that, are. not only that, it affects, it affects so many other phases of life. It, like we talked about last um relationships too. relationships it affects that because it tears down relationships because now a, a female or, or or a dude will be posting on his instagram about how much jury he got how many new cars he get to get a bunch of different females and he already got a wife right you know what i'm saying and the female will be posting ass shots and titties out and all of that stuff and got a husband you know what I'm saying? And then they got all these DMs of dick pics in their inbox. And vice versa. And vice versa. And they went and then they getting all this hell at home and they wonder why. America has one of the highest divorce rates in the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, we had an all-time high of single father, single parent homes, not single father, single mother homes and stuff like that. Because of these, because of people just going with whatever is happening now. Right. And, and not looking towards what's gonna come of them in the future, they, and, and I heard, and I heard one girl, and I was, I was shocked that a female said this, and it was coming from her aspect, and she said, "Why, uh, why us females see these men and want all these things from these men, the finished product, but we're not giving them the best that we can give them." Mm-hmm. I said, "This girl got an idea." Mm-hmm. That girl's smart. This and then girl, not only that, they're not giving you the best that they got when they want the finished product, but they also don't want to be there when you're working. Right. They want that. That's the thing. She, they want the finished product. They don't want to be there by you uh, side by side. They don't want to help build you. They don't want to help build with you. Mm-hmm. They want what you have at the end, which is why these, why I say these um rich people, I'm not going to say just the athletes. I'm talking about rich people in general because most of the time these rich white kids or rich black kids, their money is inherited. Mm -hmm. So when these rich people go showing off their money, Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? And as you said, a lot of them don't have, um, what it called? They don't have the, the sauce, the, yeah, the game, the game. They don't have it. No, it's what they own. They just, you see what I'm saying? They'll, a girl would want whatever she want if a guy can afford it, mm-hmm. and she know he can afford it. She on she on throw sapphire. It's Look, modern day prostitution in a way. It's modern. That's, that's why it. I'm saying that's another level re- of ins- re- insanity. That's what I'm saying. Relationships can't last off of that. Never did. Never will. That's another level of socially acceptable insanity. I think it's insane because females are looking at somebody that has something before they met right. them and a lot of it, and expecting them. To take care of them for the rest of their life I've seen, and love them and care for them. I've seen two separate people 
A man and a woman work hard. And a lot of the times, if you go back and you go look at these older generation, they'll tell you they met each other. They both worked hard for what they have. And they came together and they built each other. They was in love with each other. They liked the the ambitions that they had. They wanted to build off of that. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That kept them going forward and the and more they kept they, them together they, the, yeah that grind the, kept them together the more they pushed the more they got the better they became the more the stronger their relationship became you yep. know what i'm saying they lasted longer and they some of the for one one of them was married 57 they still married though mm. you know what i'm saying yeah. 57 years yeah you know what i'm saying and today if you look at it Probably the longest relationship you'll see probably last probably on average probably maybe three years. Probably, sometimes five. You see what I'm saying? Modern day, modern day relationship uh, last five. That's why I said, bro. Last episode, I said, bro. If I see another motherfucker post that I married my best friend, I'm a fucking scream. <laughs> I'm a fucking scream, bro. How long I'm, they been I'm, friends? I'm sick and tired of that. They not friends, bro. Bitches don't be friends with motherfuckers when they ain't got shit and right. they trying to get something right. in life. All right, they ain't friends with you when you trying to get something in life. They they, they friends they, with you when you got the. They meet you. They meet well. you. They meet you when you already when you on the cusp of getting what you got. And once you on the cusp, it's just like that movie Acrimony that you know your brother loves so much. Rashad, shout out to punk ass Rashad. Who couldn't do this episode today because he was incapacitated for whatever reason? I don't know what the hell going on with he that nigga. He went on a date with Chelsea. Yeah, he went on a date or something like that. But we ain't hear from this nigga. I ain't hear from the nigga. In I called days. him and he answered. Yeah, I've been. Run, I, but they, you know how he go. You know yeah. you got to run the. You, the show must go on. Right. You feel me? So, um, yeah, man, I didn't see it all when it comes to this, and they expecting the world out of dudes. When they're not there for the struggle, you know what I'm saying, and they're not even there to even like emotionally to support the dude. Nope. Sometimes, sometimes you want to come in and you just want to have. Like me personally, I tell my girls, I just want somebody that's gonna be honest, loyal, trustworthy, and faithful to me, and everything else will come into it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but what you think about black girls? I mean, I, 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 I don't have no opinion about how that. many black girls have you dated? None. You haven't dated any black girl. I've never dated. Any so that's girl. not your preference. I mean, I like I said, I don't really. Why do you think that black girls exhibit more of this behavior? Hmm. Because we see, we know, <laughs> we know the main culprits of the behaviors that we're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think it's a lack of knowledge itself. I yeah. I I. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a few black girls growing up I had a crush on. Mm -hmm. But because I didn't fit the standards that they wanted Mm -hmm. or I was more to myself, kind of like shy or fucking not not a hard ass trying to show off all the Mm -hmm. time. You see what I'm saying? Like, you didn't exhibit those bad boy characteristics or yeah, extroverted characteristics. I didn't show, I didn't I didn't want no part of that. I wanted to do me. I've encountered a lot of bad like girl, tough guys. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With the asterisks, tough guys, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? With those the air quotes, air yeah. Quotes. And the, and the, um and the girls would like those guys. But because I was by myself and didn't really talk to people and stayed to myself, and if I let the girl know that I liked them, they thought I was weird or some shit. Mm. But other than that, I, I had a few black girl crushes, but 
other than that, like, I've never dated them because either I was never given an opportunity or mm. Mm. You seen, other things presented itself. You've seen behaviors in them. Right. I've seen, I seen things that they wanted. And I, I, I actually, honest to God, I did a survey in high school. Mm-hmm. I went to, because I was, I was kind of like, I, I had my name known. Mm-hmm. Because it was more. Because of the football. Not only football. Because of the size in the football. I beat up people in middle school. Yeah, but you was a very yeah. large man. Yeah. Even in, in, in high was, school. But it wasn't that. More, it, it led because I beat up some of the biggest guys in the middle school that mm. everybody was afraid of or looked up to. Mm. I beat them up and it followed me to the Can't high school. Can't whoop me. <laughs> it followed me to high school. So, like, I actually did a survey. I think it was 10th grade I did a survey and I asked majority, like, probably all the black girls in my class uh-huh. what do they want out of a guy what what qualities do they want from a guy and literally about 80% maybe 80% of them said dreads light skin sell drugs have tattoos Wow, isn't that fucking crazy? Isn't that fucking crazy that you said that you asked this survey in I high school? Did, I actually it, wrote well, this survey me, out me, and passed me, it around class. Let me, let me say this. Isn't this crazy that you said this survey when you was in high school and the females still to this day, even grown-ass women... That's what they after. ...that are in college or have graduated from college still exhibit the same type of behavior and is still looking for the same thing. That's why I say socially acceptable levels of insanity Which, yeah. with people because they will continue. People, we like this. We and all in the will, rat race. And they won't learn the mis- from the mistakes they no, encounter. No, we we're all in the rat race, all right? We're all in the rat race of life trying to make a better life for ourselves. But a lot of people don't understand how the decisions you make and how you shape your perspective based on stereotypes of things that you have an infatuation with. It's not necessarily that you feel like this is good for you or it's beneficial to you long term, but you just have an infatuation with it because to you, you think it's cool or you think it's sexy. You know, and this also brings back the topic we had. It wasn't on the podcast. It was more like a, a little talk we had on a side where me, Richard, and a few of us, we came together. We were talking about, we keep hearing about the Russell Wilson, Sierra, and Future business. Yeah. And this kind of mixes in, basically tops it off mm. in a way. Like, if you look at it, and this is what, and you can generalize this for the females of the black community. Uh-huh. Or the girls that want to be black. Mm-hmm. Um... You go for these type of dudes. Mm -hmm. They give you the hints. They give you the signs. They tell you. They make it known Mm -hmm. to the world that they're this type of dude. Mm -hmm. But you feel like you have that willpower to change him. You go to that guy, skipping out on the guys that could have treated you better. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Might not be the cutest guy or the guy that had the most money at the time, Mm -hmm. but they have something to offer, something that's generous. genuine something that's real and you go for these guys you pass up all that Mm. get with this guy get pregnant next thing you know you have the kid fallouts and he dipped and then he dipped gone to a different 
women, you know he's doing this because it's been known for him to do it. And you think you could change him and he's not changing for you because you thought he would change. And he never told he never told you he was going to change. He never gave you any sign that he was going to change. Yeah. But you believed it in all your heart that you had that power to change him. And all these signs that was given to you, you ignored them. And then next thing you know, you come back running back to the good guy expecting him to fix your mistakes. Man, when the good guy says, oh, no, hell no, ho, you got to go. All of a sudden, all niggas is the same. Yeah, all niggas ain't shit because of the mistakes that you made. Because the mistakes you made. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And the mistakes that you continue to repeat because they don't just make the mistake one time. And no, just... they continuously make it. And, mm. I, and, and it's not, I'm not going to say it's only... From what I experience, it's more black girls than any other race. But I see it in the Spanish community as well. Mm. They're following, they're doing, they, they act like they're not black, but we all know they're black. Mm. They're feeding into, because they follow the rap artists, they follow everything y'all, black, black people do. They mm. follow, they treat white people like black people treat white people mm. for the most part. The, this is, I mean? that's more so like the Puerto Ricans, the, you know, Dominicans yeah. and stuff like that. Have you met a Brazilian person or a Cuban person? They swear they're not black. So they call them all gringos. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Exactly. But they all talk down on. But anyways, mm -hmm. that's beyond beside it. But I see it coming more into their communities as well. So, I mean, for me, like I said, I never dated any black girl because either the opportunity hasn't presented itself. Or, but now it's more of attraction for me because, like, mm -hmm. I noticed, like, going back and forth from school, like, I was talking earlier, like, I don't have money. I'm not rich. Mm -hmm. Far from it for now. But at the same time, they seen something. The same girls that I went to high school and elementary and middle school with, all of a sudden, oh, they want to hang out. They want to talk. They want to chill and hang, be around me more. Never ever when I was in school they ever wanted that mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying mm -hmm. so the game basically changed once they see that you're doing something you're trying to have something right yeah yeah and they didn't already fucked up and what they, they got right yeah so it, it's it's like I say man it's all socially acceptable levels of insanity and men we do this same shit too we're looking for who got the biggest ass and the biggest titties mm. We looking for beauty. Nah, for the most part, we are. I'm looking, like I said, I told her, well, she has to be attractive. Anybody, anybody is going to want that person they're attracted to. Of but course. Me, but me personally, if they're attractive and then I, I can match the qualities that I want with that, I got How many Instagram hoes you DM? Honestly? Mm-hmm. To be honest. To be honest. Zero. How many uh, Instagram or Snapchat hoes you DM? How many hoes you DM on I, Snapchat? I snapped a few. Okay, it's the same damn thing, nigga. Knock the fuck off. Knock it the fuck off, all right? Like I said, I had to go to your app. Once I find your chosen app, nigga, I got you pegged. You crazy as fuck, bitch. You gonna tell me you ain't Instagram, bitch? I don't want to. I, I, uh, I DM Rihanna. Just one oh, day out of the blue, oh, I DM'd the ass. I said, "Let's go half on a baby." I didn't DM some some oh, females. I know uh, I ain't had no chance I ain't on. Snap none of them. 
I DM some females I don't have no chance in fucking with. I'd be just DMing my ass. I say, you never know. You miss 100% of the shots you Only, don't take. Oh, I, I did. It was one It was one Russian girl. Mm. One Russian white girl. Like uh, That's what I'm I saying. DM, but she, it's not like I don't have a chance because I she comes to where I work. Mm. So she the one who gave me her Instagram. Oh, and okay. she started following me and started oh, talking. Okay. She started talking to me. So it's not like I don't have a chance. It's but just I'm not putting the effort into it because I know what type of person she is. But this is the thing too, us men, we're looking for things out of women physically and they're looking for things out of us financially. And like I said earlier, it's the modern day sex trade okay or modern day basically like prostitution modern day prostitution you know what i'm saying and i think it's really insane that everybody could see that what's going on and nobody want to change it nobody want to try and you know actually have some morals and values about themselves all they're doing is promoting it more in these rap music yeah and but all we doing is following and listening to it more you know what i'm saying so it it starts If you don't buy it, they don't make it. That's how it go. If you don't buy it, they don't make it. If you don't listen to it, they don't they don't rap about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's when we come to an understanding with that's how we get shit done and that's how we change the world, then maybe we'll start having more positive change, actually, in reality. All right, back with the Crash Culture Podcast show. I want to get on a topic of a little white rapper named tom mcdonald okay i've heard about this guy tom mcdonald now i want to say about seven eight no not even seven eight probably like a year and a half i've been hearing about this guy tom mcdonald this is honestly the first time i'm here i know this is the first time you hearing about him but my homeboy noah told me about him Another homeboy named Rod told me about him. And another one, Longway, that was on the podcast last time, mm-hmm. he told me about him. And they was like, man, Joe, just get, listen to him. And each time they both told me about him, Noah told me about him, I played his video, uh, Sad Rappers. I was like, the fuck is this white boy trying to tell me about rappers in the industry? He has a message now. He was speaking truth about what they were saying. But I was like, you don't get to tell me about that shit, bro. <laughs> You don't get to tell me about that shit and then try and prop it off of their their type of styles and their schemes and their auto tune and all. And if you're going off of that, you're not listening to the message. Yeah, I'm listening to the message. Like I said, I gave him props for his message. His message was true. In every rap video that Tom McDonald has, he says truth. Okay, but this is the thing about Donald Trump, and it's funny that his last name is McDonald. Okay, because Donald Trump says a little bit of truth in almost everything he says, but it's all the rest of that bullshit right. behind it. And his the persona that he's presenting to right. you is bullshit. But the difference between him is with his truth in the rap video, mm-hmm. he's actually being the person as you see him trying to be. See, so I should have never let you listen to relate. him about why everybody hates me because then that relate. why everybody hates me make you think that, oh, is this is another reason why everybody hates him. No, it's a, it's a, I'm not that's not the reason. It's Man. A, it's not it's not I'm not saying that's why you hate him or anything. I don't Yeah, know I don't it. I don't I don't know why you don't like him. I'm just saying, I don't hate him. I just don't like the, him. how he delivers the message. Yes. Basically is what you're saying. You yes. don't like how he delivered. Yes, yes. But at the same time, mm. 
Yes, how I can see de- that. That's why. How That's pretty deliver- much why. How, exactly, but how you how 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 else could he deliver? You were you wouldn't be interested in it if it was country, would it? I I don't know, man, because Eminem, he I'm pretty sure Eminem could deliver a message. I understand, but would you be more interested? Eminem is a rapper. I know. That's my point. Uh, my point is, if the way he delivers in a rap, you said you didn't like that feature about him. The no, I didn't like the way he's deliver the way he presents himself is like these modern day he's rappers. To, he's talking about them and more, but he's but, trying uh, to, that's that's contradicting he's, himself. He, he's giving the persona of him being a rapper and showing how to rap without influencing you to do these wrong things. Like he said in the other song we was watching, talking about how Rick Ross, Two Chains, and the other dude promote. But Gun this violence the, and drugs. Oh, all right, all right. And I wanted you to say that. I'm glad the fuck you said <laughs> that, bro. I'm so glad you said that because Two Chains, Rick Ross, and they all went to and, school. And Lil all Wayne. of them, Lil Wayne, all of them went to college, right? Yeah. What he's not talking about is their communities that they grew up in. He's not talking about the trials and tribulations that they had to go through, the different markers in their well, life. That's the, that's the thing, though. You he's only telling half the story. When no. he says that, oh, they they all went to college and they're making you promote the drink and do all of this yeah. stuff and they're making a profit. Okay, first of all, the big companies, the distribution companies are the ones that's making a profit. And they're the ones, I'm pretty sure Rick Ross had some real solid shit to say. I'm pretty sure T-Chain, 2 Chains, when we he was Titty Boy, we, he had some solid shit to say. We understand that. We understand that. But, but the, but the that's, organizations that's owned by these powerful white guys are the ones who push them to say these things. And these guys are trying to get out of the neighborhoods where they're from, so they're gonna say, "Okay, I'm. I just gotta say whatever's hot to make a profit." And that's why they were saying, "Well, whatever's hot to make a profit." And that's why a lot of these guys rap about all of this bullshit. Do I condone it? Hell, fuck no. I hate these dudes like Lil Xan. I hate these dudes like <laughs> like uh, Lil Uzi and the shit that they talk about because they're not talking about nothing. They're not. And every all of the kids be like, "Oh." Oh, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. That's no shut vibe. That shit's stupid. Up. You that's, know, that's what and, we gotta. That's what we gotta teach our gen, young, the, young, the generation behind us. Yeah, we gotta teach them. It's certain shit that you should. Yeah, you should, it, just shouldn't listen to. It's 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 the thing about it though. It's like his music is catchy. It's like the old town road. Nobody, it's it's catchy. It's very catchy. Nobody listens for the words. Only reason why they know the words is because it's catchy and it gets stuck in your heads and he's singing it slow. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the Old Town Road is actually saying something, so that's a bad example because, you know, you could kind of relate to that. Like, right. you gonna, um, you know, you ain't got nobody but yourself. You a loner and you gonna go down to the Old Town Road. So, I, I'm really, that is a bad example to bring up, but I'm just saying. Right. In the sense you're, I that. I know where you're getting at. Yeah, in the sense that it's catchy. But these younger rappers nowadays. They talk about like Lil Pump. Oh my God, I want to punch him in his fucking face. All he talk about is a scudder and lean and all of this crazy, stupid, dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? And the more people that's an example of what I mean. You know, and he why why don't you bring up a guy that like that, a young kid that literally that's all he do. Rick Ross also promote entrepreneurship. Right. You know what I'm saying? Rick Ross definitely promotes that in the black community with him owning all of those right, wing stops right, with his right, big ass right. and shit like that. 
and he even talks about it in his music. Right. So you Checkers can't Wingstop. You can't talk about Lil Wayne probably don't promote it as much entrepreneurship, but two chains about promoting fucking and drugs. Yeah, two chains and Rick Ross is especially Rick Ross is that's fucked up for you to put him in that sentence. That's what he said. I'm just telling you. He but said, that's what I'm saying. That's no, why but you're that's, not hearing what I'm... You didn't finish. He said they're promoting all these guns and drug violence and stuff like that. Nah, he wasn't saying that. He was saying And that. they all went to college. Yeah. And then he went on to cash more dispersions on them about them doing that. Yeah. And, but that's it? my point. If you went to college and you know that there's a, there's a different way or a better way to... But that's my point, bro. Rick Ross promotes a better way. But so he don't for, put that it was in wrong for music. Yes, he do. What does he put besides the checkers and the wing stop? Bro, the man definitely promote entrepreneurship. One of the things about him before Nipsey died, that's why him and Nipsey used to fuck with each other because Rick Ross, he used to tell him all the time, and anybody tell you in the industry, Rick Ross promotes that shit all the time. He promotes it all the time, bro. He promotes bettering yourself. Getting up from around a circle around you. He even talk about, like, remember The Devil is a Lie? Mm -hmm. The Devil is a Lie was basically a song of promotion uh, for you to understand that people coming at you talking bullshit and telling you what you can and can't do. But The Devil is a Lie, you're going to make that, that shit happen. His, what, that was three, two albums ago? Two, three I don't albums? know. That man dropped a lot of albums. And then remember, these niggas can't hold me back. These niggas can't hold me back. Come on, now. Rick Ross promotes some real shit, now. You just got to listen. That's what I'm saying. He got some bullshit with that. Like, every rapper got some bullshit. Yeah. Even Tom McDonald got some bullshit. Because I was just listening to some bullshit. <laughs> you feel me? Before that, we was listening to that. If I was black, I was like, I told you, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> when you give him when you give him room to be like, okay, yeah, he talking about some real shit. And then he, oh, he talking about if I'm black and he wearing a black body and got on black face, I was like, hey, Tom McDonald, slow your ass down. I, I know you like us. I know you fuck with us. But slow the fuck down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why I, that why I don't like him. Like he, don't, it's a slippery slope, and he's he's trying to make a statement because he got something to say. He got a message. He has a message that's true. That's valid. His message is valid. And his message is true in a lot of respects. But at the same time, he's stepping on some other guys that also have promoted these positive messages, like Ross. Like I say, uh, when I, he said that about Ross. That's what made me instantly okay. like, yo, like, now, turn this shit off. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But from what you're saying, what he's wearing, and that's that's what basically just, just society is going off of now. Mm -hmm. They go off of what they see and not what they hear. I'm telling you what. I'm talking about what I heard. I'm telling you when he called Rick Ross out and his name out and said that shit, what he said about him, that automatically, especially I'm from Florida, one of the albums I grew I up on was Port of Miami I when I was in high That's school. My shit. That was my shit. <laughs> and like I say, I always check for what Rick Ross got going on. Like Florida, I'm out. Florida Boy was kind of trash. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but Florida Boy, yeah, he had that. But the album artwork for Florida Boy was was fire. I got all. His but that's what I'm saying. Rose been he he been doing his shit, bro. Rick Ross ain't ain't yeah. one of them niggas. He, you know. Him with the correction officer and the 50 cent yeah. beef and all of that shit. And him not really being that gangster that he promoted himself to be from the beginning. All of that aside, yeah. Rick Ross say some shit that's sticking that. your mind I and that's that. real. I know that. I and know that's that. why I'm saying you can't call out one of the real niggas from uh, the state where I'm from and think <laughs> I don't fuck with you, white boy. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. No, my nigga. No. 
You got to make sure when you calling out these motherfuckers, you better make sure you do a thorough. I don't know if you're saying it just to rhyme, but you use the wrong nigga. You better use somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Two Chains is iffy. I don't know. Yeah, Two Chains talk about a little bit of bullshit, but he funny. Um, uh, Lil Wayne, yeah, you you have that nigga. Keep him. Say as much shit you want about him. I don't give a fuck. Lil Wayne just put out a lot of mixtapes, and everybody like to consider him the greatest rapper because he started that that lean generation. He started the mixtape Wheezy and all of that stuff. But Lil Wayne, for the most part, don't be talking about nothing. nothing. And his whole career has not talked about nothing since Carter Three basically and um yeah man he can keep that nigga but ross not out when he said that shit that's what pissed me off about that dude and then as i went on to hear more and i started to hear that oh everybody hates me i was like you goddamn right everybody hates your bitch ass because you said ross name <laughs> and um but that was just that one song about sad rappers and from that song that kind of shaped my opinion about him and then it was like okay you got to blow me away with some Eminem type of shit. Okay, I get you. But he don't have a nice flow. He, he, uh, 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 he I don't think have he, a nice flow. I think Tom McDonald's reminds me a little bit of Joyner Lucas or Yellow Wolf. You remember Yellow Wolf? Yeah. He reminded me of Yellow Wolf a little bit. You know who he remind me of? Who? Just how if, Not exactly. Even with the looks, he remind me of Yellow Wolf. Not exactly. Who? But he remind me of Blueface. No. No flow. Nowhere, nowhere close to no, Blueface. No Blueface, flow. Blueface has no flow because he raps all beat. Well, really, man, I need you to stop hating on my nigga Blueface. <laughs> but and he raps off beat. He raps off beat. All right. No flow. And he raps off beat. All right. Now, don't make me, don't make me mop the flow. Don't make me mop the flow in your eyes and oh, I had the wet sign. The best lyricist out there? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> he claimed that shit. Blueface is just funny to me, dog. He funny, bro. I fuck with him because he funny. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? And then, he, and then, and then that song, that song, Bleed Him, I was like, okay, this is like some old West Coast shit. <laughs> you know, like, like I said, Blueface, yeah. You know, like, I don't fuck with none of the shit he be saying for the most part, but... <laughs> He got some funny shit. He got some shit you could dance to. He got some shit you to could ride game. around and beat in the car and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, to the game. Yeah, to the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Blueface is that type of guy. Like, but I he can he can even keep him. I don't give a fuck. If he <laughs> about Blueface. You can keep that nigga too. You can talk much shit you want to because his message ain't pure. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, when he said that shit, that's what made me like, okay, this Tom McDonald you. guy, the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he came up with the um. I don't know. If, did he have a I'm not racist video? I don't know. I know Joyner definitely had a I'm not racist video. Yeah, I think Tom McDonald had a I'm not racist video, too. And I watched that shit, too. And I was like, oh, shut the fuck up. This has been done already. This has been done. You know what I'm saying? My song killed the I'm not racist video. He killed it. And not a lot of people give my song credit. You know who my song is, right? Oh, I'm going to let you play. I'm going to let you. Uh -huh. Talking about slavery like you was around back then. Like you was picking cotton off the fucking ground back then. Like you was on the plantation getting down back then. Alright. I see a black man aiming his gun. But I'd rather see a black man claiming his son. And I don't mean just for one day and you done. I mean, you still trapped in. Let me make sure this shit is doing what it's supposed to do. Nah, I think that bit had him. 
Yeah, but is my song nice or not? It was, it, it was smooth, but you said he hit on some certain things, and I basically yeah. agree with Like it. I told and you about the companies and the I distributors with the old white dudes owning them, and they influencing the rappers to talk about that. They can't influence the rappers if the music isn't selling. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whatever the rappers make, people buy. And whatever they, and whatever they hear and like, but, they they promote it, but that's and then that's, they build off of it. That's you. And whatever's selling, whatever is hot, they're gonna keep. Okay, this is the type of music they like. You keep making that music, you're gonna keep making more music. But that's you asking the rappers. Are you asking a lot from the rappers to say, "Hey, listen, no, 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 you keep your money. I'm gonna preach about a message that provides my community with something that's gonna enrich them and make them better and make the youth." understand the path to the future it's not only through drugs and gang violence but it's only through positive change and making our community a better place since when has rap ever talked about that type of shit probably maybe like the very very beginning the extreme beginning it was talking about the hip the hop the hippie did the hippie did the hippie did the hop but after that nigga no rap has not talked about that no, but rap was always based off of telling stories of what's going on in the community. Of course. Of and, course. So, and but, that's what but, I'm saying. But, but that was, you made my point. You made no, my point. Yeah, you today, did. Today's generation rap, they're not talking about stories. Mm-hmm. They're telling people they do this certain thing. You should go do it. No, no, no. But like I said, you made my point. Well, okay. Right. With the Tom McDonald thing. We still on Tom McDonald. Like I said, I told my homeboys when he when he told me, he was like, man, why you don't like him, man? Why you don't like him, man? He's good, man. They made me talk about some real shit, man. Why you don't like him? And I told him, I said, man, listen, man, I'm going to dissect this motherfucker. I'm going to eat him a motherfucker lie. I'm going to show you why the fuck I don't really like what the fuck he's talking about. But I respect his message, and I respect the way that he's delivering certain aspects of his message, Okay. But overall, as a whole, I don't like him. And I don't like how he said that shit about Ross, okay? So you're letting one thing eat you, the whole thing up. Man, that, that song, that sad rapper song, yeah, you destroyed the song once you yeah. said that shit. It's like a female in the club. If they see a dude and they look down at your shoes and your shoes busted, uh, turn off, okay? That turned me off. When he said that, it turned me off. Okay. But you're not a female, Joe. Nah, but I'm using that as an example to illustrate how that one part of the song I can completely destroy the whole song. I'm not saying it as I was a fucking female. Stop trying to be a smart ass, okay? <laughs> you know what the fuck I meant. I All right. what you're saying. All right. But you can't let one thing bother you, Joe. That bothered the hell out of me. And if I like a song, then I like a song. And it'll be few things that could bother me if the song was really good. The song was not really that good. It wasn't. Okay, so I, I mean, all he was, got is all he got is that one thing. It's yeah. The message. But I told That's you, what I'm saying. But, but I'm and if you, you fuck up on any part of the message, then that means you fucking automatically it, it's but shit. What I was saying is the flow was like it's, to me, it's basically like a uh, blue face. It's not a blue face flow. It's not a blue. Hold on, let me do that. Yeah. But yeah, man, like I was saying, man, to, another thing what I, I don't like about Tom McDonald, and let me sum up the things I don't like and the things that I do like, all right? Mm-hmm. Going back again, like I said, I, 
After he said that uh, shit about Rick Ross on Sad Rappers, doesn't like the whole song. Period. And started to not like him. And, um, but the flip side of that is Tom McDonald, to me, he has a flow. I know you say he sound like Blueface when he flow. A little bit. A little bit. But to me, he has a flow. In certain songs. He, yeah, he can put words together. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good. Okay, that's the basic for basics for a rapper. Mm -hmm. They can put together a flow and put together words. And have a message behind it. And have a little message behind it. Okay, all right, we get it all. All right, all right, all right. But another part to it is his songs aren't that good. They don't make you really want to listen to them over and over no. again, per se. Maybe it's my first couple of times I, listening I'm, to these songs. But that's usually but, how it is for, for any rapper, yeah. Rappers, yeah. There's going to be like that. If you give like, he's not an industry rapper. He's, he's, he's independent. That's what I'm saying. Industry rappers, no matter what type of, even if it's bullshit, yeah. you're going to listen to it. Because they already built their name yeah, and they already yeah. got a mainstream following, yeah. And then they get the best beats and, yeah. and whatnot, and they make hooks, and they have people help them write them. So, yeah, I get your point on that. But at the same time, like, Chance the Rapper had that. He had a hit song without being signed. He was independent a when he made it. rappers his. had. Yeah, they make hit songs when they not signed. It's like, he don't got no hit songs for me to judge, like, his, what is his particular style? Compared to, to compared to, uh, well, not only that, but for him to tell people the way he is and why people don't like him, you know what I'm saying? Because he also talked about that. He's supposed yeah. to industry tell people about why they don't like him. This and the third, and then bring up controversial pol political topics like that. I'm not. Um, if I was black, that's a controversial political topic. Cause not a lot of people, white people, especially, gonna say that shit. But um, I feel like Eminem kind of ruined it for him in a way. Because since we have an Eminem already, we have a white guy who grinded his way through the industry, right. took his bumps and bruises and paid his respect to those who came before him, right. okay, in order to get to the position he is in the game right now. And he's still not going to be considered top five all time, okay? Best rappers of all time, all right? He's still not going to be the number one. He could probably squeeze in the top five on some people's list. But on the real hip-hop aficionados, he's not, okay? But as a lyricist, Eminem is probably one of the ones you can't touch in the way he puts together words, right. okay? But he could never be up there because his message is not resonating with the community. Of course not. That this, see, the, the gatekeepers of hip-hop is black dudes. Of course. Because it came from us. This is our child. This is our our baby. You know what black I'm saying? That going to work. And that's how it's always going to work. So anytime when a white guy come up in the game, you got to pay respect just to even be respected in the but game. That, but, but that's the thing. You see how, and I'm not going to say it started with all white people, but look at it though. And that's how it works both ways. People hate the fact that white, white boy rapper Eminem can't be top five. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's a black man's genre, mm -hmm. as to where country is to white people, mm -hmm. and they hate that little Nas X can't be number one. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But even before they to go more deeper with it, uh, white people hate their black people in America. But guess what? They needed us to build America. Right. So it goes hand in hand with that type of shit. We not hey, listen. 
Black people don't start that type of shit with people. We're, we want to uh, forgiving ass people. I remember somebody said we one of the most forgiving people on the earth. Okay, but when it comes to our baby, our sound, the thing that makes us us, hip hop is something that we created. It's something that we share as a cultural tie. I understand that. So and anytime yet, and yet we, we're the ones that's fucking it up. Anytime that we have, like Lord Jamar said about Eminem, him being a guest. He's not a guest now in the house of hip-hop. Uh-uh. Lord Jamar was wrong about that. He's family, okay? But he's not mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, okay? He's probably little cousin. He's a cousin or auntie cousin, or yeah. uncle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's not mom and dad and grandpa and grandma. Yeah. He's a cousin or uncle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's a brother or sister to somebody that was in the game. Right. He's not the, the, the dad, the father, or the grandmother or the grandfather. Okay, I can say the grandfather and the grandmother is African Bombada, you know, KRS-One. All of those guys are the grandfathers. And yeah. the fathers of hip-hop are Biggie. No, no Biggie. Biggie and Snoop. No, Biggie and um, we're gonna, Pop. We're going to say the father and mother, that would be like, Grandmaster Flash and all them dudes over there, that era. No, because Grandmaster Flash didn't originally start hip-hop. It was African Bombada. No, we're not talking about them starting it. I'm talking about the one, in order to be like the, the father or something, like you have to start some shit. So how they grandfather? They the great, that's what I'm saying. They the great, 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 great grandfathers. Now you saying a great No, nah, but I thought you would know that. I mean, like many generations. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like, KRS won them, they grandfathers, uh, Grandmaster Flash after African Bombada and all of them stuff. They was like brothers with Grandmaster Flash, is like a brother to African Bombada. And run DMC and all that. Yeah, run DMC. Them like great, them like great grandfathers and shit like that. But um, like I said, Curtis, you can put Curtis Blow in there, but so Curtis, he's he he, he's like a great uncle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have fucking. Uh, N.W.A., which is not even like a rapper, it's a group. Yeah. But you have Ice Cube. We'll say Ice Cube, the lyricist, Dr. Dre behind the beat, and Easy. Yeah, they like they like fathers. Yeah. Dr. Dre is like a father in the game. Yeah. Like I say, Tupac, uh, Biggie is like fathers in the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like I say, Eminem, he can't be like a father in the game because. We're, he's not birthing the next generations of hip hop. Oh no! No, Tupac and Biggie—they birthed the next generations of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? No, he, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Cause the night after them, guess what came? And they wasn't on that shit. Who? Tupac and Biggie. So game didn't come after. We talking about Soldier Boy them? No. Game and all of them guys was before Soldier Boy and all of them. So game them promoted dancing and shit. No, That's my he was point. before that. That's my point. T.I. was before that. But remember, remember what hip-hop did. Hip-hop bounced around. Remember, it bounced around. I'm talking about in their different coasts. On the West Coast, who came after uh, right. T- Tupac, Snoop, and all of those guys, okay? On the East Coast, who came after Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas, and all right. of those guys, right. okay? In the South... We have our own set of great grandfathers and right. stuff like that, right. and what came from that, like yeah. Ti and, and you know that's what I'm talking about. You got to break it down in the coast. You know what I'm saying? This that's shit ain't like, 
Like, that's why I said you got great grandfathers and fathers in the game and stuff like that. I understand. I yeah. Understand. I got you. Yeah, and based on how high they are in the total pole, right. that's where you put them up there. You know what I'm saying? And only reason why we're giving, like, African Bombada and Grandmaster Flash is because they're the pioneers, the originators right. of it. You know what I'm saying? Run DMC's originators in the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not giving nobody that's not, like, an originator in the game that that father or great-grandfather right, status. Right, 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 you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Probably the white rappers, Eminem is the, the grandfather right. of them. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't... He promote, like, there's some, like, uh, what's the dude? They look at him and they say, damn, I want to be like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Machine Gun Kelly and Post Malone yeah. and all them. Yeah, guys. yeah. They, he, looking at him, they say, damn, I want to be him. You know what I'm saying? Post Malone got some nice flow too. Yeah, Post Posty has some nice flow, but fuck that guy because he said he don't, he's not hip hop. I'm not hip hop. <laughs> I'm not a rapper. I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? You rap over trap beats and rap beats, and you're not a rapper. I wanted to slap the shit out of him. And that's another thing about Tom McDonald that I say that I don't like because at any given moment he could pull that cultural appropriation trick that Post right. Malone pulled. Right. He can say, oh, well, I'm not really a rapper per se. Post Malone pulled that shit. Like I wanted, I was like, man, I don't even want to fuck with Post Malone no more. Mac Miller, I don't know if he ever got the chance to do it because he no, died. He always stayed. He was he, stayed he was true. true. He was like Eminem. Yeah, he but he true. died before he got a chance to switch up. You well, gave Post. Wouldn't know he was a switch up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have known that because look, Eminem stayed true to it all the way through. Mm -hmm. All the way, through. he still ain't even done. And Mac Miller got some songs that I like from him, but. I never really listened to Mac Miller right. like that. I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't listen. I didn't listen to him. Like, um, he had one song that I like. Um, it's like, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he spit on that shit. But for the most part, uh, and then I heard another song from him. I played a lot of songs. I heard another song from him today where I was like, okay, he got a nice flow. You know who a lot of people don't talk about? MF Doom. I don't know if you ever heard of MF First Doom. Time, my guy. Oh man. First time. It was a video I was seeing on Instagram today with um like MF Doom and the RZA. And they was like, man, they was like, it, it was a fan-made video, but they was like, man, if you ever got these two on this same track on this beat, they would murder. I'm gonna play that shit for you. But yeah, this is after the Crash Coast Podcast show. And I'm signing off. My friend, our friend Rob left us earlier for the day. Niggas tired. I got to edit this shit and post it. This is Sherrod Johnson. I'm here for the one time. And y'all might see me again. Holla. Yeah, we got to link up with Rashad and, and fuck with him. It's Crash Culture.